Hello everybody, welcome to the Scottish Rugby Podcast brought to you by the Scottish Rugby blog, I am Cammy Black. What a week it has been and it is only Thursday. There has been, after last week we recorded a podcast, we said there's not really that much to talk about, we'll do a Patreon only one and we'll just pull the best bits out and we'll stick those out on uh, for everybody else. We, we could we could have spent all week podcasting about everything that's happening in Scottish rugby and that happened at the weekend. So here we are. We've got joining me this evening. We've got Craig Manson. Good evening, Craig. Good evening. We've got Johnny McGinty. Hello, Johnny. Hello. How are you? Very good, thank you, Johnny. Um, we um, we are live at the minute. We're on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Twitch. But you can also download the podcast on any podcast apps or sign up to our Patreon. Uh, patreon.com slash Scottish Rugby Podcast and every week you get a little bonus episode as well where we talk in a bit more detail about some of the issues and for those people on the uh, Reddit board asking where's good to learn about Scottish <laughs> Rugby um, saying they just do short podcasts anymore, we we do, we put out the short podcast for the general public but but we do a longer one as well for for Patreon so pay £3 a month and you can you can enjoy that, there's your answer what was interesting about that board, Johnny, I thought, was that despite almost everybody on that board saying um, they didn't enjoy the podcast, we were the most the most mentioned outlet. Yeah. Every, everyone coming in to say, oh, yeah, they, they used to be good, but now all they talk about is women's rugby and their podcasts aren't long enough. And everybody else got, like, one mention of people saying, yeah, they're all right. Like, fine. Let the I, hate flow through you. That's, that's why you got the hood up tonight. Yep, it's, it's not that's that cool. The fact that it's absolutely Baltic. Craig's in a t-shirt. What? You live in the same part of the country as one another. Yeah, <laughs> what's but going on? Let, let's just say that um, I don't live in the sticks where they have to, like you know, burn heathens um, to <laughs> heat their house. That's that's word for word exactly what I'm doing. If by heathens you mean Aldi heat logs, then that's what I'm doing. I thought you were going to say, if by heathens you mean the poor. Honestly, I thought I could get away with burning some I of the people in this no, village. No, right no, no end of the aisle cardboard boxes for Johnny McGinty. Only the finest cardboard will do. I <laughs> Johnny goes to Ikea for his cardboard. <laughs> Only the proper Ikea. <laughs> Only the, I didn't, only the car, right. only the cardboard like, that caresses, caresses the free, that caresses the cans of uh, of uh, beluga on their way from. None of free none of free bed cost ten cardboard. Speaking of beluga and posh dinners, Mark Dodson's resigned this week. Um, <laughs> Seamless, seamless, almost like we planned it. Um, which I kind of take it like it came as a surprise, but it also didn't come as a surprise, Craig. I think that the surprising thing for me was that he didn't be out his term because he's always struck me as a not even not nothing but a stubborn man. And I think it, because he hadn't gone immediately in the aftermath of the apology from John McGuigan around what how they dealt with. You know, Siobhan Catigan's death and and the and, and and everything that flowed from that. I I felt like he'd maybe hung on enough, long enough, to kind of see everything out and just maybe write out his contract. But he surprised us all. 
Well, I was I was waiting on him um, uh, saying he's not going to leave until unless he gets a private jet, ten million, and his assets frozen in the USA, uh, unfrozen in the USA, and he can bring his family out at the same time. I've, uh, you know, uh, as most dictators get the chance to do. Um, no, um, for those uh, on Reddit and and those that that listen to us, even though they're a bit begrudgingly upset with us, um, I'm going to talk a little bit about politics, yes, boys um, and girls. Um, yeah. Uh, the noise that you hear in the background is each um, domino falling in the SRU at this moment in time. And uh, that is, I think, Dodson is the biggest domino of the lot, uh, domino of the lot, um, who is falling because of the the um, uh, the sad affairs of Siobhan Katkin. And I think he is jump. you know, no matter how much you want to dress it up, I think it's a a jump before um, something more serious comes along. Yeah, I mean, we we can we can but speculate. It seems he had twenty twenty five, so another year to run in the contract, Johnny, and he's gone going in the summer. It yeah. it, it does feel yeah. like a. It does. I, I think that he was in fairly combative mood. I think at the press conference he did where he announced it. I don't. I think the the kind of. His his approach has always been never apologize, never explain, and I think we just got more of that with the reservation. <laughs> yeah, and and then a little bit of a follow up where, where he basically came out and said, "No, it's got nothing to do with Siobhan Katigan. Where did, wherever did you get that idea?" Like, isn't it? But, but wasn't he? He was I think asked you're about it. A bit much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, "No, I'm not going to speak about that." And then he's like, "Okay, fine. I'm going to speak about it. it nothing to do with that." Like, come on, just stick to no comment. Otherwise, we will speculate. He's the original. Don't back down. Double down. <laughs> He's just taking our idea. But it's. I mean, I think probably some years in the distant past, probably around the time of Scott Johnson coming, kind of taking over from um, Andy Robinson. There was a lot you you could I think the kind of the bullish approach that Dodson was taking, Craig, was having some impact, some positive impacts. I think that that probably Scottish rugby needed it at the time. It needed someone come to come in and, and bash a few heads together and plow through a lot of the noise around governance structures and bald men fighting over combs that that we were still seeing kind of played out in, in Welsh rugby. People worried about, well, well, if I give up my blazer, I'm going to lose my free tickets rather than the wider impact on the game. So I think in the early days, there was certainly some impact, but I think the longer that you can sustain that longer term. And so then we've had a series of very short term poor decisions that have actually financially damaged the SRU in the long run. You're investing in old glory DC and French clubs that I, it's hard to see where the benefit of any of that came from, and this is supposed to be a very astute businessman. Yeah, and 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 the thing is, though, for for so first of all, um, I think he came at the right time. I think the SRU did need a dictator at that point in time, and needed someone, just as you say, Cam, to knock some heads to go together and maybe knock a few brass buttons off blazers. Um, and he has. For the you know, if you look at Murrayfield now, you struggle to get you struggle to get a ticket um, for for home for home games for Scotland playing at home. Um, both the pro clubs are in better positions than they've ever been. Um, so there's there's a lot 
of good things that you can, if you want to point to under his steward, his stewardship, no matter the, whether you you have an idea, whether you think he's he's been involved in those sort of decisions or not. And I'm not sure he's been hugely involved in the decisions of, of investing in old glory, etc. I think that's been more of a committee decision and he's kind of going along with it. However, you see the other side of the dictatorship side of feelings, as in when he decides that, you know, or, or somebody decides he they take a path and they, they can't turn very quickly if the path is not working. For example, Keith um, Keith Russell, um, the the um, grassroots game is really struggling. Our pathway for for um, for youth coming through is struggling now. Um, the Siobhan Catigan affair, etc. The Scot you know Scotland women. Not not being up to this up to speed of England women with uh, being paid etc. So there's you know you really have to look at both sides and say right well he's had a positive effect on this side but unfortunately he's had a very negative effect on this side and you've got to try and make wonder which is what has it been a a balance of good and bad or whether it's been more bad than good you just don't know but I think he was just at the start of everything I think he came in came in where Scotland rugby I don't think we were able to sell out Murrayfield at all when he first came on board um, and we're now at a stage where Murrayfield can command a lot of money and bring in a lot of money it's what they do with it is the big problem I think that's it isn't it John I mean it's commercially it's hard to argue that there hasn't been a he hasn't been successful I think the problem is that you uh, you know, rugby union in any country, but particularly in Scotland, is, is a very mu- it's multifaceted, and you can't just purely focus on getting people in through the gates, paying for big dinners, you know. And 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 um, you and 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 there's been obviously there's been success on the pitch as well, but it's not been done in a long term way. There is nothing that has stuck. You know, the academies have haven't really done. There's not been a lot of evidence that the academies have done an awful lot. We've the sevens program's gone. Altogether, it's just merged with 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 GB sevens. The under twenties, the state, the under twenties are in, and then you've got what what's happened. You know, the super six. Nobody knows what to do with it now. So, commercially, yes, he's got them in a stronger place, but everything else just feels like an utter mess. And I think it's Alan McDonald on the comments and saying, ultimately, the ten million hole in the budgets. What's what's done him? And it's you know, at the end of the day, you cannot keep a union afloat purely on gate receipts alone. No, and. <clears throat> And he, he is definitely much much better at the commerce and at the, the fundraising and things like that than he ever was at the rugby structures. I mean, away from rugby completely, he brought Beyonce and Bruce Springsteen to Murrayfield last year. And they were at Hamden the last time they came over. He's bringing Taylor Swift. He's bringing in these massive concerts in summer that are as well <laughs> Can as... Can you the, imagine the that negotiation? <laughs> he's, he's personally brought Don't in Taylor Swift, <laughs> but you know. And, but the thing is, like the Rolling Stones as well. He's moving. He's he's attracted these massive concerts that are bringing in loads and loads of money. They're selling out games as well. Like the commercial side of it is clearly going really well. But like you say, what they're doing with that money then when it comes in is not making the best use of it. And I don't, I, I don't think he ever had the sort of rugby aptitude that he had for commerce and so he's got all this money and and at the end of the day like as for all the committees and things that there might be and when it comes down to it he's the man in charge 
And if he's not making the right decisions or pushing the committees in the right direction, then that money's being wasted. Yeah. Which is I, basically like with what's happened. Where, where we end up with the tech, you can you can be commercially viable sense, you know, you can be commercially successful for a period of time, but if ultimately you don't understand the business that you're in, the a hole in the budget will appear at some point. And I think it, it probably would have appeared sooner had it not been for the rescue package that the Scottish government put in during COVID. You know, you've got an MSP on record saying the Scottish rugby needed the money to keep the lights on. Mm-hmm. So I think there have been suggestions, and, and um, <clears throat> David Barnes has always covered this really well in detail, that if, if you ever want to know anything about the Scottish rugby accounts, it's, it's read David Barnes' articles <laughs> about it because he goes into really good detail about it. And he'd been saying even pre-COVID, this is a, this is, you know, this is a castle built on sand. There are cracks in, in, in this, and it, only, it took the pandemic to expose them. There's been some short-term fixes, in, and, and here we are, almost back to where, where we started. Alan McDonald with an excellent... Uh, this is the part oh, of the he needs to stop it. He'll shake it off, shake it off, shake it off. He will, he will, Alan. Um, the, um, that was the follow-up him saying, and Dodson are never, ever, ever back getting together. Back together. Yeah. If, if Alan's good for one thing, it's, it's really difficultly crowbarred in horrendous dad joke puns. We know that. <laughs> He's, which is right on brand for this podcast. I think, the, I think the, <laughs> the worry for me now, though, Craig, is with any organisation where you get somebody like that who's who's gone or going, it does create a bit of a vacuum because there will always be, especially when you've got a character like Mark Dodson, who's always been his way or the highway, there will always be people within the organisation either at a governance level or a, you know at a, a, a staffing level who will have their own agendas and things that they want to make happen and this is an opportunity for that when there's a little bit of instability people to start to move and, and and maybe kind of push things that might not be for the best in Scottish rugby so that they're going to have to bring somebody in pretty quickly and, and you would and hope it's somebody who's maybe a little bit more politically astute in how they manage the relationship with the wider game. Yeah, and I, th- I wish I had I, like I think- a guest that goes, "My God, that's Al Kalix music." <laughs> Please no, because um, John Anderson will have an absolute fit. Um, I think the, the only thing I'm concerned because Murrayfield um, and and as and Scotland team. Edinburgh, etc. Glasgow tend to be a little bit less affected because they're they've got they're they're, they're quite far away from Morrifield. They've got their own. Uh, they've got Al Kellogg in there, so wandering around, banging doors and desks, and and making sure people are all scared of them. Um, but Morrifield is kind of run seems to be run by committee an awful lot. And what I worry about um, is is going from someone who's a dictator to, to, to then a committee of um, like the Monty Python group that are like, you know, um, sitting at the side going, what, you know, what have they ever done for us apart from this and apart from that? And then, you know, I, I just I just have a complete concern that they're going to go totally and utterly skewed to the other way of, of, of trying to work together as a committee and getting absolutely nowhere. What you will find, however, is it, there's green shoots there because... Um, McGuigan's, um, uh, is it McGuigan? Um, yeah. The, the, yeah his, he seemed to be bang on um, with his apology and he seems to be fairly straight up with what he's got to say for it. However, 
when you've got someone who wasn't apologising, didn't seem to be that human when it came to um, uh, to responses to a human uh, to a human crisis. Um, he, you know, he, he's going to look good whenever he's just a normal <laughs> person. He's going to look good, so you worry about it. I, I think I'm, I'm more concerned about them trying to now run the SRU by committee, um, and, and and that is a concern, you know. Yeah, and it, and and I think we've seen John. You know, you know, committees are great and they're great for overseeing things and making sure things are being done properly and in the interest of the game. But ultimately, to drive things forward, you can't do it that way. And I suppose. You you need someone with a bit of Dodson in him, but also someone that isn't just going to sue the weather at the first sign of trouble. Yeah, <clears throat> like at, at the end of the day, you have to have someone who makes the decisions. Like otherwise, it doesn't work. If you're expecting everything to be made, every decision to be made by a committee, then no decision is ever going to get made. So there's got to be someone who is at the top and says, "Yes, we're doing this. No, we're not doing that." And that like that does have to be a certain kind of persona. You know, we may have like poked a bit of fun at Dodson for the last few years but that's exactly the sort of persona that you you need to have to be doing that kind of job but yeah we maybe maybe dial it back a little bit and, and don't sue the weather. By the way it was World Rugby threatened to sue and I think we can all agree that they are the baddies and I'm sick of people making fun of him for saying he's, he's tried to sue the weather because he didn't he tried to sue the true baddies and I think <laughs> I would let him off with it Well he didn't, he tried to sue the organisers of the World Cup I have to say, world rugby, who are one removed from world rugby somehow. That's a, that's a, Johnny is really, te- you know, drawing them. Um, that's a Tory 101 support the dictator. You know, I was going to say, it's, uh... Johnny Stray would say, say what you like about Mark Dodson, but technically he didn't sue the weather. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, he did go after the actual baddies. He okay. might have come off looking like a baddie when he did it. Yeah, but the point his point was I can't believe you're gonna you're you're not gonna let us play in a typhoon. That was yeah, the entire I mean, argument. <laughs> it's his, not much of an his argument. pitch was maybe a little bit off. Yeah, and, and then I, I believe I blame the I, I blame the SRU's um, communication staff at that point in time. I think they could have uh, well, uh, yeah. you know told a little bit of truth to power and said I think, yeah, there might have been an element of what are you gonna go before we call this press conference, just run it past me again, Mark. <laughs> What is it you going to say? <laughs> yeah, because the thing you is, people are always quite... tell them the game has to go ahead, and and okay, people are and always keen to point out that like there were people actually dying in that typhoon, and <laughs> yeah. so maybe maybe as as like little bit of foot stamping wasn't the most appropriate response. It felt like the kind of they they'd been sat around drinking sake the night before him and the comms team, and they've it felt like a very good idea at the time. <laughs> And then yeah. in the morning, just everyone's the hotel curtains and go, well, let's fight here. Yeah. <laughs> in the morning, we'll off and go, we have seen to have arranged a press conference, lads. Anyone know what it's about? <laughs> oh, no. What did we do last night? <laughs> Where's Mark? I'm Where's sure Mark? someone was saying something about the weather. <laughs> Where is he? Where is he? He's on stage, quick. We're too late. <laughs> Yeah, so I think I I always thought we'd get to the end of Mark Dodson's tenure and we'd be saying, well, you know, there was the bad, there was the good, and overall with Scottish rugby's in a, in a better place. But I think, actually, I think given the 10 million hole in the budget, I don't think I don't think it is. And, yeah. I, and I do wonder how long 
cracks have been papered over for. So mm. we'll see. We'll see who the it, whether it's a case of meet the new boss, same as the old boss, or we get get somebody somebody different in. Big Al um, sort it. Big Al will sort it. I like Big Al and his walk agenda. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, let's talk about the weekend's rugby then. Let's talk about the weekend's rugby. Speaking of white noise over racist chants, uh, let's start with Glasgow, shall we, Johnny? <laughs> um, Should we just talk about the end of that game? Has anyone worked out what's right. happened yet? No, I don't think so. What I would yes, like to say, though, before we get into any of it, is yes, it was one of the most confusing decisions I've seen in a very long time. No, I don't think it was right. But as friend of the pod, Rian and Garth Jones will always point out, if you are within a score and you lose to a refereeing decision, it's because you didn't win the game. So Glasgow could have won that game. They could have had it put away. They didn't. And the fact that they lost because of one strange refereeing decision is not the referee's fault. No, but let's... let's All that being said, what? What? (laughs) Craig, what do you want to win? I don't know. I don't even know where to start. You you have thoughts on this. You you thought you you were filming the no-try camp. I can't weigh in on this, being the the go-to Glasgow hater. You can't have that. Um, no, I, I love Glasgow. I always support them when you know there's no one else to support. Um, no, um, the issue, the issue I have is, is I, I honestly don't see. I, I think the ball was lifted before before he let go of the the scrum, but from what I can tell, because he if he is still bound to the scrum, he is still on side the minute he takes his arm or perceived bind off the scrum he is offside uh, because he has to be at the back of the scrum to be onside um however he did it, it, it was almost like the ball was picked up and he came off the flank as in as a flanker would normally do because the scrum looked to be over because it had collapsed the the flanker on Exeter's side had dis- disengaged from the scrum as well. So uh, I think it's technically correct, but I don't... I, well, when I say technically correct, it's it's really, really on shaky ground to really stand stand and say, like, that's a, that's a game-changing moment. But on the other side of things, it may be, you could argue the other way, it's a game-changing moment at the end of the game. And he was he he was he wasn't bound on the scrum, so it's a really diff- I, I I don't really want to get involved in it because <laughs> it's just going to be well Edinburgh. If I speak, I am in trouble. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the um, I mean, we've got someone there. Like, so the end of the game was penalties galore, and I think there is there is an element of that, Johnny. Of everybody was at it, so just let the try happen because it was quite a funny thing to happen. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't know, and I know this happens in all in like all facets of rugby, but it just seems a bit weird to pick on one specific thing when so much was happening. Let the boys yeah. play and all that. <laughs> like, whoa, whoa, you can't yeah. be bringing that. In 
what, what what I would say, however, is is and this is this may, may not surprise a lot of people, is that when I say I'll only support Glasgow when there's nobody else to support, I'll always support Glasgow when they're up against the Exeter Chiefs. <laughs> so, uh... <laughs> and, and you know, I said that... to someone on Saturday afternoon, Craig, I support Edinburgh all the time unless they're playing Glasgow. So I'm glad you feel the same. I am hashtag sometimes Edinburgh. <laughs> it it's speaking of the opposition, Johnny. It's, I mean, it's hard to talk. I, I've sort I've seen bits of the game, but not all of it. And, and I certainly haven't watched Exeter much this season. But Glasgow haven't had much of a much luck down south of the border against bigger teams like Saris and, and Exeter on the road. But that is that an improved performance from Glasgow, or is it? Have they come up against the poor Exeter side? I think a bit of both. It, and it's really hard to tell with Glasgow this season because sometimes this season Glasgow have looked great. And then sometimes this season they seem to be to be playing the same but not looked good, which is really weird. Like I, I don't think they necessarily played very badly against Munster and ended up getting tall. And and they probably didn't play much better or worse than that at the weekend. And it was a really, really close game against a team that I've not seen a huge amount of them this season, but they are perennially at the thick end of, of European competition. So, yeah, it's a strange one. Um, I think that Glasgow's performances have, in a, in a weird way, sometimes looked better than they were and sometimes looked worse than they were for being the same performance. I'm not sure. Yeah, but it's still good to be still in it at this stage. Given it's mm-hmm. a new year, that's just not always the case. Easy, easy. You could have said it, nothing you... after all the things I've said about how easy beating Toulon would be in the Challenge Cup final. <laughs> well, I wasn't going to say anything, but. Um, <laughs> no. but, then, but then again, Glasgow always raise their game when they're at home. And and bringing a Toulon side up to, uh, to the uh, West End of Glasgow, you know. It's an interesting, um, interesting thing for them as well. That you know, plastic pitch as well, and different things like that. So Toulon, <clears throat> sorry, very cold this on Friday night. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it'll be, so it'll be an interesting one. Um, and at least you know, I think I think Glasgow for me, I think I think Glasgow are are becoming more and more. People are starting to see through how they play, and they're starting to realise that. You know, if they can defend them all, um, that Glasgow then have to do something else. And Glasgow can do something else. They've got a good back division, but if you've if you've got a good, a, a solid rush defence, and you've got a good mall defence, then Glasgow become a little bit unstuck. Uh, and that has that that for me is 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 kind of showing where we are with them. However, and this has got. This has got nothing to take away from, you know, I'm trying not to take away from what Glasgow are doing because Glasgow are, are, are A, above Edinburgh and have shown themselves for the last two years as a very, very good outfit. So, um, but I think people are starting to see through how they play and they're starting to defend appropriately. Poor Johnny Matthews. I think the back line on Friday, I know, he's he's doing everything and Craig will just give him no respect. <laughs> the back line on Friday, the back line on Friday will be a whole different proposition because Glasgow have now got most of their key 
backline players, the stars in the backline, back in the positions that they're meant to be in. So it's Sione at 12, Hugh Jones at 13 on Friday night, Kyle Rowan, Kyle Stain on the wings. That's that's more like the backline that we're used to. And it's, that's, the, that's the sort of backline that could be really, really dangerous if you give them half a chance. Yeah. And Jack Dempsey's back as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fagerson on the seven and uh, and Dempsey on the, the eight. That's a that's a fairly decent back row, you know. Yeah. Um, other 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 um, European action then at the weekend. Craig, equally heartbreaking last minute defeat for Edinburgh. Bush, two chances to qualify because even if you lose to the Scarlets, there's still a chance that you can qualify. Yeah, um, it's a it's a weird one. Um, it's well, no, it's not weird. It's just the way they designed the competition um, that anybody can qualify unless you're really really honking. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it, I was I was gutted. I, th- I think um, they threw that one away. Um, again, it's that whole thing of um, broken play really pulls def- um, Edinburgh's defence apart. Um, but when it's when it's kind of um, what's the word uh, when when they're they're kind of controlled in defence, and they and they keep their line straight, and they and they get up in front of in, in the front of, of the players' faces. They they can defend incredibly well, but once things start to go wrong, they really go wrong. And it was it was just a you know we're all excited, and you know, but the problem you have is when you go ahead at, with ten minutes to go, uh, and it looks like a really gutsy performance from Edinburgh, you know that something's going to happen, <laughs> and they're going to manage to throw it away somehow. Um, and that sounds terrible to say because I'm a big Edinburgh fan, but you, you just get used to it at times. Um, they, it was what was fantastic is to hear the hive loud, um, although it was kind of more Gloucester fans than Edinburgh fans. I think they, they, the Gloucester fans travelled really, really well. Um, other at university in Edinburgh. Other at the university in Edinburgh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> or, or, at, or at the farming college out at Oak Ridge. Um, uh, so, yeah, I think um, they've, uh, you know, it's, it, it's not looking, it, it wasn't looking too great. Um, but then we are going incredibly heavy-handed down to Scarlet's and um, I'm afraid to say I've got a feeling we're going to be sitting there going, no, no, stop it. They're already dead um, by the end of Friday night. And and what about your coach? Because, um, and, and I have to say, well done, the offside line, for the commitment to the bit of inverted, co- co- constantly referring to as inverted com- commas senior coach, or yeah. ever since he was appointed. He's now officially head coach of Embra. Head coach, yeah. He's got a proper job title and a two-year extension. Um. How does that feel, Craig? So I know there was a little bit when 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 he when he was first appointed, there was a little bit of who dat? Mm. Is this really, you know, is this really the kind of big name signing we're hoping for for Edinburgh? But he's coming and you know, maybe kind of steadied the ship a little bit. That there are some green shoots with Edinburgh. It's not all kind of the the falling apart the way it was at the end of the Mike Blair year. Have you have you seen it? Do you think he's done enough to earn that two-year contract? Or do you think this is kind of Mark Dodson's dying thing? It's like, I'm going to lump them with a <laughs> duff coach for two years. Well, either that or they're just trying to, you know, they're, they're trying to um, recreate um, another um, uh, another Glasgow situation where they've got a, they've brought, brought in a, a South African coach who everyone kind of went, eh? Really, and the facts they find out he's quite good. Uh, my problem, and uh, my problem with the whole thing, is he's coming in for a year as 
lead lead coach or whatever you want to call well, invert inverted comma right. senior coach senior coach my apologies um and then he has earned a contract extension for two years well if i was on the patreon side of the pod you would hear me swear here why why are we gambling with edinburgh rugby to see if a coach is going to do okay that for me is that that doesn't make me feel like my season ticket money that I was spent last year, not this year, unfortunately, um, <laughs> or my ticket money and my support money, etc., um, is worth paying for. Because I just feel that you don't go out and say, yeah, we're brought in this coach and we're going to try him out for a year to see how you go with our full professional team. It seems a bit, what's the word? It seems a little bit um, uh, of a slap in the face. Now, okay, he's doing okay. Um, I'm concerned about how how blunt our attack looks at the moment. Um, and I'm concerned about that we seem to be working one-off runners an awful lot of the time, and a lot of the heavy hitters. It looks like we're just trying to go knock down the front door all the time. We had that with Cockers and it didn't work. Um, and unless I can see the, the attack developing and becoming smoother along with the, um, the the single runners getting a little bit of support so we're not turned over all the time, I'll be a happier guy. Um, so, it, again, it's this... Sorry? Sorry, you go, sorry. Did I not see something no, no, said I... that it was him that wanted the, the taste or not the club? I thought it was Sean Everett said he wanted to come up for a while so <clears> if, he, if he liked it. Yeah, yes, but again, this is this whole thing. It's, it's not so much... It's not... It's not. I, 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 why employ someone on that basis if someone's not sure about taking the job? Well, what, yeah, I don't want them there. Yeah, it's like yeah. it's you know. It, I, well, I'll come and I'll come and try your team out and see if I like it, and I'll try out your city. No, we'll get somebody else that will actually really wants to commit. But I guess, and I guess who and that was that was always the question, isn't it? Is, yeah, yeah, is, yeah, is who? And I guess can't it, was, be not, it was a miracle to get Richard Cockrell at the time, and that didn't particularly pan out that well, but. You know that it's, yeah. I think the who's a big question, mm. and I think there probably are a lot. There, there are Scottish coaches that are coming through, but they're not quite. They're not there yet. I mean, Mike Blair had a crack at it; it didn't work, and he's gone off to develop his coaching skill set a little bit more. So, I think that's probably the the hole the the SRU found themselves in. I can't believe I'm defending them. Was there was simply nobody else available. Oh, I don't. Yeah, I, I totally understand that, Kerry. I really do. My prob and 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 I guess this is maybe me being a little bit kind of how dare they take that risk with my club? But on the other side of things, maybe I'm maybe I've got a, a self um, a, a high a highly inflated self of importance with myself and my club. Maybe the club is. An eighth, an eighth place in the URC on a regular basis, or a twelfth place in the URC and um, on a regular places club that deserves it. Somebody to experiment on them. I don't know. It just feels like like both the SRU and Sean Everett experiment took took it on as an experiment to see how it, how it goes. And I just feel, you know, Edinburgh deserve more than that. Um, yeah. And maybe, and hopefully. I really do hope that I'm going to eat my words. I've said this before when he was first employed. I really hope that I, when he yeah when he was first employed for Edinburgh, I really hope it's what I'm going to eat my words. 
because I really hope he's going to do great things for the club. And and, I've, and he's got my support. I just feel a little bit burned by it, you know? Yeah. Other big news this week is we've got the Scotland squad for the Six Nations is out. Um, There are four new caps. Got Harry Patterson, Craig. I'm yes. a, I think was it the Southern Knights he played for? Yeah. Have I got yeah. that? Yep. I have a couple of games some of the Southern Knights. He, was, he looked really Ooh. good. He's been good for a man. Um, been playing quite well for Edinburgh. So it's quite, when we were talking about it, it didn't come up in the names when we were talking the other week about, you know, who could, what exciting names could there be? But it's quite, quite an interesting call. Yeah. I think, um, I think we're light on winger stroke fullbacks. Um, Harry Patterson can cover both. He has been, for someone who looks like he's about 12, um, he he has he is ferocious in attack. He's not scared of taking contact. Probably the last two concussions he's had has proven that. Um, you know, he, he takes a he takes a fair knock when he comes to comes and plays at Edinburgh. Um, I think if if you speak to anybody, um, in a, you know, that's involved with Edinburgh rugby, whether it's a fan or, or somebody who's within Edinburgh rugby, they think he deserves it, and he's done a and and. We're absolutely over the moon for him because he he really does when he comes out he 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 plays how can I put it it's, it's like like you look at Pierre Schumann and you think yeah he's going to run hard at people and he's going to be a strong a strong player and he's going to do this that and the other Harry Patterson just really is a Darcy Graham he's very very strong in contact he's not afraid of going into contact he's he's quick on the ball he's very very quick running as well so you know fair play to him I, I, I'm I'm over the moon for him. Um, I was disappointed not to see Matt Curry getting the opportunity to go into camp, you know. Um, but um, yeah, I, I, I'm really pleased for him. It's good, Johnny. I think that to see somebody. Twitter. Sorry, Kenny. Well, I was going to say it's good to was see. Say, um... the Edinburgh. Edinburgh Twitter pointed out he demolished an NFL superstar on Saturday night. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> More on that later. Look at a wide receiver. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I think one of the things we've been maybe been critical of Scotland in the past is not given, not just chucking in young players at the deep end in international rugby because other countries do it and they, you know, it's like ducks to water. We we see, do you know, the future NFL all stars kind of lighting things up <laughs> on the wing. You know, you, there's been plenty of um, players for Ireland and, and Wales in the past where they've they've come through quite young, been given a chance. We've we've seen it with Darcy Graham, but it hasn't always been the case, Johnny, that we've given someone like Harry Patterson a chance. And I, and I hope, I kind of hope that we, Tooney takes a bit of a punt with him and doesn't just save it for a run out against Italy. Yeah, we, I mean, we, we said it last week, this time last week, as we were doing the, the squad preview, we had a, a bit of a chat about what young players are coming through. We can't see anyone. We'll have to kind of wait and see what happens. And then Harry Patterson appears out of absolutely nowhere. And, yeah, might might just be an international quality player just like that. You never know. Um, I mean, another person who was a bit like that, who's who's still proven to be a bit like that, is, is maybe the reason that Paris is in the squad was Ollie Smith, who came in very young and was, was good straight away. And obviously losing him for the year has been a massive blow for Glasgow and, and for Scotland. But Patterson might just be the same sort of player, might, might be even more taken to it than Ollie Smith was. Yeah. And and the other surprise names we've got um Alec Hepburn, Will Hurd, Hugh McLaren, and Aaron Reed. 
So this is this is the fourth. This this is what we've, we've promised, which is um, Gregor Townsend getting out the family trees and seeing who can who how he can um, restock the front rows. Yeah, I never sorry, wanted to shy away from. Sorry, never wants no, to shy away from it. a bit of nonsense. They Exeter put Alec Hepburn in a tartan scarf and said he's off to join the clan on their club social media because they do love a bit of questionable racial stereotyping. It just it was, it was, they should have just put him in a CU Jimmy hat and then it just that would have just added it all, you know. Um, although from what we know, uh, Alec Hepburn is a is um, uh, purely down to Johnny Gray um, finding out that he had a he had a Scottish grandmother or something like that or a granddad or um, uh, because he told Johnny Gray that he was Scottish qualified and Johnny Gray laughed apparently, um, and then all of a sudden they found out he was serious. Um, so. Um, he's a don't get me wrong. He's a, he's a good loose head prop. Um, uh, he he does a he does a job. Um, I'll be interested to see how he fares in in camp. Um, same with um, I've totally forgotten his name. Now it's gone completely ahead. But the, the tight head from Leicester, he's not had many um, many starts. So we'll have to see how he how he goes with um, uh, in camp and see how he you know you never know. He might be named on the bench in front of WP. Who knows? The big, I mean, the, the bigger missions are Mish isn't in there. I think probably Craig, not unexpected. It's not not that much of a surprise these days. He's I, I, undoubtedly, I think Gregor Townsend Senate could could still come in, and he's an international player could come in and and do a real job for Scotland. But it's it's perhaps not unexpected. He's not in there. Same with Chris Harris. Same with Rory. Well, I guess the Rory Southern one's maybe a bit of a head scratcher, perhaps. But I, I've not seen how he's going for Oyana. Dave Cherry, I'm a ama- I'm surprised people are surprised if I'm honest. <laughs> but... <laughs> Don't see Dave Cherry scoring twenty tries in a year. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> but we do But Scotland don't have the the. Scotland don't have the attacking mall that Glasgow have, to be perfectly honest with you. <laughs> uh, they don't have, well, we've, we've got a couple of big South Africans, but we don't have a couple of big, massive six foot ten South Africans. Um, but um, yeah, the less said about that, the better. But Mish, Mish is, a, is about, you know what it is? Mish isn't, it, Mish is a head omission, but a heart surprise, if you know what I mean. Um, we're all like, oh, but Mish, every time Mish plays for Scotland, he gives absolutely everything. And even when he came on, did he not come off the bench or he started uh, in the World Cup? He's one game and, and he came out and he actually played like the old Mish did. And, and we're all really happy for him. And then he got hooked at about 50 or 60 minutes. So um, I just, I wish he could play on forever because he, 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 he really does. Um, uh, you know, he really does make us think of good times for Scotland, but unfortunately, it's you know that's where we are. Things have moved on, and 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 even we've got the suggestion, Johnny, that that Jamie Ritchie might even well not lose the captaincy, but not be given it. I suppose. Yeah, which I don't know. That's another one where where it feels like a weird decision, but it's probably actually not. Like he's been a great captain when he's done it. He's the same as Mish. Like he he would run through a wall, and and people would run through a wall behind him because he was doing it. But we did see a little bit 
in the World Cup warm-ups of areas where he maybe needs to work on is talking to the referee. And when you saw Finn taking over as captain in the World Cup warm-ups, his manner with the referee was markedly better than Jamie Ritchie's. So if we think that's something that we need to work on, then you can see why Jamie might take a back seat from being captain for a while because he he does get on the wrong side of referees really quickly. And I think he, he can still be a, a leader for the team without being the captain. Like he can he can essentially be the captain in the huddle, but somebody else talks to the ref. I actually I like the suggestion that Siona Tu Falotto could be the captain because that can you I I can't see anybody, any referee in the world not liking Sioni. He just seems like the nicest no. guy. <laughs> yeah, I think he'd be a great captain. Yeah. Craig will be along in just, a second to say your captain should always be a forward. Have you heard me say that? <laughs> nothing to the, not, a full, that. not a fullback. Not a fullback. <laughs> Listen, I'll be yeah, absolutely not a fullback. And 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 to be perfectly honest, as long as Suyoni doesn't come along to Gregor Towns and says, "I'd really like to be captain, please," um, then he's welcome to it. <laughs> I think that is if 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 they ask to be captain, then they shouldn't be captain. Absolutely, nobody yeah. should be captain if they ask. To, nobody who asks to be captain should be captain. That's for sure. I like there was a great saying with uh, somebody taught me today. I was doing some training at work. I was doing some training on kind of managing workloads and stress at work. Someone at the end said, oh, you reminded me of the great quote, I would trust you with for the US Navy SEALs. I'd trust you with my life, but would I trust you with my wife? <laughs> an essential quality in a Scotland captain. Well, you know, no no comments at all apart from you wouldn't trust me with either. That's an episode. <laughs> this is still the public podcast, Craig. <laughs> I just, I was just, I was just saying what was on my mind, allegedly. Um, what we'll do though, we'll we'll dive a bit more deeper into the the squad and the um, implications and all, and all that in the uh, Patreon podcast. That's it for the main podcast this week. We'll be back next week. We'll uh, talk about the two European games, probably a bit more build up. I don't know when's that next. When when's that Netflix documentary starting? Next week, Wednesday. Uh, When's the next week? Yeah. Netflix documentary, which, which oh, they've okay. built on players who no longer play the sport, which is they must have been absolutely loving that. We're just going to build it around Stuart oh. Hogg. Stuart Hogg and, Hulk and uh, Lucy's, he loved it so much, he buggered off to America. <laughs> <laughs> I've just discovered I love being on TV and I am out of here. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, we'll we'll talk about some of that next week as well. But for the moment, it's goodbye from me and goodbye from Johnny and Craig. Bye. Oh, Bye. hang on a minute, Cammy. Don't don't finish just yet. Wow, well, we're going to the Patreon pod. It's fine, don't Craig. Or is, is this don't, for the main pod? Don't finish. This is for the main pod. Um, just for everyone who's been on, who's who's been like me, who's been a listener on the main pod and also became a Patreon. Um, just a big thank you to you, Cammy. Um, Cammy's leaving us. If everyone hasn't already seen the. Seen um, the uh, the the tweets and uh, information on the blog. Um, I've listened to Cami since we since this uh, podcast started, and he's and he has really built this podcast to what it is. And both Johnny and I and the rest of the team owe him a huge amount of uh, a huge debt. And I just wanted to say thank you. And um, hopefully we'll have you back, and we'll have you back for a few different different things, especially if we can get the old uh, 
uh, Jakob um, McJock Johan or whatever um, back every so often, <laughs> especially with a glass of wine in his hand. But I just wanted to say a big thank you from all of us and uh, and uh, good luck and uh, we hope to see you soon. Well, it's my pleasure. I said, and if you I'll, see Cammy and Cardiff, if you see Cammy and Cardiff, he drinks uh, three pints of Heineken. <laughs> I, I absolutely do not. I will not drink that pish. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you get in the stadium. So brace yourself. Oh Christ! I'll do my. I'll do my dad. I'll get. I'll, 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 I'll get one of those little plastic bottles of wine. That'll do me. <laughs> get more percent, more alcohol, more volume to your buck. That's the way to do it. I'll work it out. It's fine. I'm not gonna think. See, I, I can sit, get through an entire half on a little bottle of wine. Whereas a pint, I have a pint, I'll be up and down like a yo-yo at my age. Absolutely. But yeah, People no, thank, thank, <laughs> thank you very much. Thank you very much, Craig. It's it, very, very kind of you to say. So I'll, 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 um, I'll miss doing it, but I'm looking forward to coming back as a guest. Well, we're, we're looking forward to having you back as well, as well. But on that note, thank you very much, everybody. Thank you, everybody, for listening. I'll be, I'm, I'm bowing out at the end of the month. Handing handing the reins over, so I've got a I think two more two more podcasts, and then I'm going to hit Cardiff. It's my, so it's, my official so retirement do. I was, I was totally <laughs> bloody early. Typical. I'm no, that's all right. I announced it this. I announced it this week. I announced yeah. it this week. I'm always so about you're, premature. You're, I, you're very timely. <laughs> <laughs> it's immature, Craig. You're always about immature. <laughs> Actually, anyway, no, it's very. We'll see you all next week. And Patreons, if you're watching live, hang about. We'll do the Patreon podcast in a moment. Bye. Bye.